Hello and welcome to the Bridge City Church podcast. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church or come along to our Sunday service at 10am. We'd love to have a coffee and a chat. We hope you enjoy this week's message brought to you by Pastor Robin. See you at church. great day in the house. What a great day to come together and rejoice in God and come around his word and be together. This morning I'd like to preach a message from out of the book of Matthew chapter 5 and if you have your word with you it's 5 verses 13 through 16. Message title today is Salt and Light. You are the salt of the earth but if the salt loses its flavour how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your word. Lord, we declare in this house that your word is life, that your word is truth, that your word is directional, it's correctional, it's strategic, it's your love letter to us, Father. And God, I thank you for the power of your word. And as I bring that word today, I pray you would make my tongue as the pen of a skillful writer. Lord God, that people would not hear my words, but hear you through me, Lord God. Lord, I open my heart to you now and I say, Holy Spirit, flow through me today, Lord God. We commit this time into your hands, I pray, Lord, for open hearts and open minds to receive the seed of your word this morning, both in this house and online. And we give you praise and thanks in the precious name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. In Matthew we see that uh, Jesus had called all his disciples and told them that they were all going to be fishers of men. But here he takes it even further and he says, you have been designed to be the salt of the earth and the lights of the world. The prophets who'd gone before them, they were the salt in the land of Canaan. But the apostles were the salt of the whole earth. And as they were commissioned to go into the whole world, they were told to preach the gospel. Imagine if you were a prophet, if, if you were in those days and Jesus said to you and you're a band of 12, go into the whole world. Imagine how overwhelming that would be. And I think sometimes today we still become a little overwhelmed with the enormity of what God has called us to do. But God, the doctrine of the gospel is as salt it's penetrating, it's quick and it's powerful, Hebrews 4.12. It reaches the heart, spoken of in Acts chapter 2.37. It's cleansing, it brings relish, it preserves from decay. It's also known as an everlasting covenant. A covenant of salt was a covenant that was forever. The gospel is an everlasting gospel and salt was required also in the sacrifices that we see in the book of Leviticus and also in Ezekiel's mystical temple and the reference for that is Ezekiel chapter 43. But here we're looking that Jesus had gathered all his disciples together and he begins to make statements 
about them impacting the whole world. He said that his church would impact the world even until the end of the time. And in this passage of scripture today, I want to look at a few things um, on the mission of the church and on our responsibility as individuals and the impact that God wants us to have in our lives, through our lives and into our community. At Bridge City Church, we've always said we're a bridge from God to man and man to the community and vice versa, that God will reach the community as a bridge through this place. And we, we know it's as true today as it was when God first downloaded it to Pastor Vic and I. So in this scripture too, it's, it's set within the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus talks about the influence that a Christian is to make in the world. He gives those three distinct things that will happen when the church makes an impact on the world. He directs his disciples to understand what they are, that they are the salt of the earth and that they are the lights of the world and to understand what they have to do. And for to us today, my prayer is that we would each... Walk away from this place today with knowing one thing more, one more thing to build into the foundation of our lives that we can run with, that we can build upon what God has already begun in us and through us. So let's look a little deeper. We want to dig a bit today and I want to look at salt. What is salt? First of all, salt is a preserver. It keeps in form the thing that it's placed upon to keep its original form. I remember reading back in the days when, when I was at school many, many years ago that salt was used to preserve all the meat on the ships that were brought, brought all the convicts and all the, the, the people out to other lands. And so they had salted food because it was their only form of preserving food. And I thought at the time, how revolting... Or as my little grand, granddaughter Lucy, she says, revolt you. How revolt you? <laughs> Just the thought of everything being so full of salt that there was no other flavour but salt. But there's a, there's a principle in God in this. Salt is also a healing agent. Who's ever used salt water bath for cuts and abrasions or a sore eye or anything like that? So there's a healing that comes from salt. It's a flavour. You know when something is really salty. You know when something is lacking salt. Who's ever eaten tomato without salt? No. It needs salt. And when you put the salt on, it gives the flavour and it brings the flavour out. It's also an additive. And we get to choose whether we add it or not, unless you're buying processed food because that's already worked into it. So we get to choose whether we add salt, whether we shake the salt on the things that we're having or not. Salt will also cause us to retain water. <laughs> From a medical perspective, salt causes us, if we've got health issues, to retain fluid. And I thought about that and I thought, look, if we've got salt in our lives, we're retaining fluid. And the living water of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God is what we need to be retaining in our lives so that wherever we go and whatever we do, that we may look quite bloated or fat, but it's the Word of God that we've hidden in our hearts and that we can just shake that salt wherever we go. Too much? <laughs> but salt also creates a thirst. If you've had salty food, it makes you thirsty. And, you know, Jesus said we're to create a thirst wherever we go, that people would look at us and see the Jesus in us, see the Christ in us, and it would make them want what we have. 
So when we have salt in our lives, it creates a thirst for us first and foremost, for the word and for relationship with Jesus, no matter what we do or where we go, that he is our primary object. And I don't mean that in any insignificant way, but he is our reason for being. He is our purpose. He is our agenda. He is our all in all. And that that word that lives within us, the, his spirit that lives within, within us is the way that we can move forward in this life no matter what is happening in our lives. You know, that thirst, blessed are the, those who hunger and thirst for, for righteousness, you know, that we would want so much more of Jesus, that we would seek after him with all our hearts and our souls and our minds. And it's that hunger that it creates in us that others may see. Who wants what someone's got if it's unattractive? Who wants what someone's got if it's, if it's even ugly sometimes? Our, if our attitudes are not reflecting the love of God and the life of God, who wants that? We want to be able to impact our world with the life and the love and the hope and the joy of Jesus no matter what is happening in our lives you see it's easy to display joy and to display hope when everything's going well but when the rubber hits the road and stuff's going down and you're feeling really under it do you still bring salt into your world do you still display those fruits of the spirit that are going to set you apart as being God's own child and having his hope in you. Sometimes I challenge myself or God challenges me. How much salt am I shedding abroad? How much life have I breathed into my community today, into my family today, into my world? But I'm getting ahead of myself. You see, the not yet believers... They're to desire what we have. And our lives have got to impact them and create in them a hunger for what we have. And it's not who we are personally, it's the Christ in us, the hope of glory. You see, we as a community in God can impact the unchurched, the not yet believers. You see, we're not just a building that they pass by. We are the church. We're the living church, the living stones. And we should be actively influencing our world with the hope that Jesus has given us. See, if we lose our ability to create that thirst in others, are we good for nothing? Is it the salt that's lost its flavour that is good for nothing and needs to be thrown out? What we are to be in ourselves, seasoned with the gospel, the salt of God's grace, our minds full of his thoughts, his love flowing through us, words that we speak and actions, all seasoned with his grace. Colossians 4, 6 says, Let your conversation be always full of grace. Seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Having salt in yourselves means that you can shake it. Turn to the person next to you and say, go and shake it. (laughs) 
Mark 9.50, salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can you make it salty again? Have salt among yourselves and be at peace with each other. Being at peace with each other means that we don't take offence to those around us. It means that we don't um, hold lightly, hold, hold those offences, but hold lightly, giving over to God the things that are, are worrying us, that we can live at peace with each other in the love of God, that we can rise above all of the things that would cause division and distraction and move further into that deep relationship with Jesus so that love will cover a multitude of everything that we go through. See, we can't only be good, but we've got to do good and we've got to think good. And it's only through the word of God that we can do that. But it also says that we're positioned, we're a city on a hill, so we're positioned in a place where we're able to be seen from everyone coming from every direction. Old fortresses and castles, they were set strategically um, on, on high places so that um, not only could the, those advancing against it see it clearly, but those that were living in a fortress could see clearly down into the valleys and you see all the enemies coming against you. They set watchtowers in place and you could see for miles and miles. They were designed to be self-contained designed with all their food and water needs met within the place. It can't be hidden. When you live as a city on a hill, you can't be hidden. And that's our community. Our community in God is as a city on a hill. It can't be hidden because eventually everyone will see in the community what we're doing and what we're, what we're sowing and how we're living our lives and what help we are to the community as well. And that's the impact that we need to have. See, the eyes are on us. We're open for all to see and there's a transparency about the house of God that needs to be there so that when people come in, they can see what we are. They can see who we are. They can see what we stand for. They can see how they can be part of what God wants to do in their lives and through them. It's an interesting concept, isn't it? That we are like little fish in a goldfish bowl and everyone can see us swimming around. Are we going in circles or are we following the path God has for us? Let's look at light. What does light do? It dispels the darkness. Light shows the way, just like a lighthouse. That light beam shining out into the darkness saying, here's a safe place or here is a place that you need to avoid. You turn a light on in a dark room, it dispels the dark. You walk into a dark place and as soon as you put the light on, there's no dark anymore. It's amazing, isn't it? Sounds such a simple thing, but when you think about it, where does the darkness go? The darkness cannot stand in the face of light. The darkness cannot live in the face of the light. Light reveals things for how they really are. There's no hiding in the light. We know that the first light of every day, I love how it talks about it in, I think it's Lamentations. God's mercies are new every morning, great is his faithfulness. But when you think about the new morning as it dawns every morning, that first light brings the hope and the life, the dark goes and a new day unfolds. When you let the light of God into your life, when you let Jesus, the light of the world into your life, the darkness has got to go. Light gives direction. The next impact of our community 
at Bridge City Church and beyond is to give direction to impact our community with the life and the strength and the hope of Jesus, that no matter what's happening in our world, no matter what's happening out there, that we can, as a church community, give that life and light, that we can be there for them. And it's a practical way. It runs from things from the community garden to the food bank to, you know, courses that we're running here, parenting courses and marriage courses and men's ministries. And by the way, men's ministry, the 4th of December, this is a little heads up, we have um, Andrew Phelan coming to do worship and testimony and it's going to be an amazing thing and it's open for all. We want that to get out into the community so that everyone can come. It's opening the doors of the church. It's flinging open the doors of the church so that our community knows that we're not just a little club. We are a community church and that people can come in and they can come in and be accepted and to be loved and to know that they are part of God's plan and as they give their lives to him, things can change for them. That's the passion that we have here as a team at Bridge City Church that lives will be changed for the glory of God. And they're only going to do that as they see us, see us out there sprinkling salt and lighting up the world that we're in. Amen? Continually shining. With an ever-ready battery, the light never goes out. With solar light... (laughs) It doesn't go out. See, if you hide your light, what good is it to anyone? See, if you are hiding your light, if you are not letting Jesus shine through you, you're allowing the darkness to permeate your world. We need to shine. We need to not be hiding our lights under a bushel. And sure, there's times where we need to withdraw. We're tired, we're worn out, we're burnt out, maybe. But what do we do when those things happen? What do we do when we feel overwhelmed by the enormity of what's happening in our world? We draw near to God. We come back to him. We come back to make the main thing the main thing, and that's loving Jesus. We get into his word. We get into prayer. We pull alongside someone who is a like spirit, say, hey, I'm struggling. I need help. Can you pray for me? Can you stand with me? Can you believe with me for the things that I want? That's community. That's community in a fortress set on a hill where it's a safe place, where we can do life together and shine that light. You see, one light can glow dimly, but many lights together. That beams. That beams. The light of his word can't be hidden. His word is eternal. It's powerful. And we need to be supernaturally empowered to do what he's given us to do. Energised by the Holy Spirit. He shines through us. He illuminates his word to us as we read it. 
you know, sometimes you can read the same passage over and over again and the 99th time you read it, something will jump out to you. Something will stick out to you. That illumination that the Holy Spirit brings you as you read. As the light of the world, Jesus shines in the dark place. He's the good news. Christ calls himself the light of the world in John chapter 8, verse 12. Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness but have the light of life. We've got to shine like lights. Don't let your light go out and don't hide it. So we need the power to do that. We've got to be full of the Holy Spirit, that our light will shine and attract people to God the Father through Jesus Christ, his Son. Romans 8.11 says, But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. The same power... And in your weakness, God's strength is made perfect by the power of his spirit. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit daily, every day, sometimes multiple times in the course of a day. Acts 1.8 says, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the end of the earth. And John 14.26, But the Helper... The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. God will teach us. God will lead us. God will guide us. God will empower us. God will show us how and when to do the things that he's calling us to do. Don't be overwhelmed by the enormity of the need in your world. Every new day, Lord God, I'm seeking you that I will be obedient to what you're asking of me today. All that you want to do in me and through me, you have given me the power to do by your spirit. You've given me your word to show me how I need to do that. You have given me the directive that I will be as a light in the world that I live in. See, he will teach us the Holy Spirit will teach us all we need. Luke 19. Oh, I love this. You know what? As we seek after God and we seek after him for all we need, it also speaks to me about the fact that we've got to be so hungry for God. How hungry are we for God? You know, we've got everything at our fingertips. We've got our Bibles. We have YouTube. We can watch any amount of sermons that we want. We can download the Bible onto our phone. We can watch all the different versions of everything we want. But it's so easy in a world where the Bible has been banned in some countries, you know, how hungry are they after God? How hungry do they, you know, where will they go to seek the word of God? And God can supernaturally download that word, but we have it all laid on for us. And I think sometimes what that does is it just makes us a little bit passive. Maybe it's just me because it's there and I can read it anytime I want. But Do you want to see Jesus? Do you want to know him more? Do you want to be closer to him? Do you want to seek after him and be obedient to him? Do you want all that he wants to do in you and through you? Like 
In this passage of scripture where it talks about Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus was out in the out in with the mob, and he wanted to see Jesus. And what did he do? He climbed a tree. I want to be a tree climber. I don't want to be a tree hugger. <laughs> I want to be a tree climber. I want to be able to be passionate enough to get out of my comfort zone, climb that tree and get up to a position where I'm away from the circumstances so that I can clearly see Jesus. I can clearly hear him. I can clearly relate to him and draw near to him. And sometimes that costs us something. And sometimes, for some, it costs everything. I want to be like Zacchaeus, who climbed the tree. I want to do whatever I need to do to get closer to God. You see, we need his power. Because we run out of puff, as you can hear, ourselves. We run out of puff. But he has the power for us. Maybe you're thinking, how can I impact my world? I'm not eloquent. Look at Moses. Moses wasn't eloquent. He didn't have the words. But God used him. You see, it's our heart of openness to God. What does God want to do in you and through you? In our weakness is his strength made perfect. If he calls you to do something, he gives you all you need to do it by the power of his spirit. 1 Corinthians 2. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in a demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Not our ability, but Christ in us, God in us. Not just the words, but the deeds. Raising up in our own lives that standard of God that we don't dip below or allow to be undermined. And what does it do? It causes worship. Our lives are to be so caring and so loving, so compassionate and so Christ-like that people will see God in our lives and begin to worship God because of what they see in us. Our godly influence to be as strong, as strong as we can be in him so that people will be drawn to him. You see, you've got to ask yourself, if my life is not drawing people to God, if my life is not causing people to ask questions of me, do I need to really examine just how salty I am or how much light is in me? Ephesians 5, 8. For you were once darkness, but now 
You are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness and truth. And the scripture says, and they will praise. They will see and praise. As we shine our lights, people will see the Christ in us and they will turn to God. They won't turn to us because we're not the answer. They'll turn to God. Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not for men. See, as we do that, they will see, they'll turn to God and they'll give him the praise because we've got to give him the praise and all the glory. Sometimes we think that when we make a decision for Jesus, we're all, all good now. We work on faith and we need to do that. But we also need to be doing something. Faith without works is dead. And we're all part of a community in God. What is it God's called each one of us to do and are we doing it? And is it the season for it? You see, we need to be those signposts pointing to God in everything we do with his life, his hope, his power, the power of praise, to rejoice in his goodness and his grace, his life, his death, his resurrection. Think about it. That same spirit who raised Jesus from the dead dwells bodily within you how much more can we do it's time to be about the father's business it's time to love him more let's be tree climbers love each other and love the lost amen let's pray heavenly father we thank you today Lord, that we can come to you. God, we just so desire to know you more. There is no end to you. You're infinite, Lord God, as is your love and your grace and your mercy. And Father, we just desire to be so saturated by you that we will be as salt and light wherever we walk in our world, that people will see us but not see us, but see you in us and be drawn to you, that they will turn to you. Father, we pray for a beginning of relationships that will bring those to you that you love so dearly, Father God. But Father, for us as believers, I pray right now in Jesus' name that you would, Lord God, cause us to be introspective to the point of, God, what is it that you want to do in me? God, what is it that you want to work within me? What do I need to prune? What do I need to have grafted in? What do you want to do in me so that you can work through me? Father, for each one in this place and online today, I pray you would just bring revelation for the next step of the journey of their life in you. Holy Spirit, I pray you would empower each one of us to draw near to you 
And if there be one in this place or online today that doesn't know Jesus as Saviour and Lord, that as we pray now, Father, take my life, make me yours. Lord Jesus, I believe you died for me, that the price of my sin was paid by you. I ask you to forgive me now. Take me and make something of my life for your glory. In Jesus' name. God, I pray right now for anyone who's prayed that prayer, that you would just fill them with your spirit. God, that you would download to them your love, your great love for them. That they would know that they were born with a purpose. And Father, that your purpose will be outworked as they keep their eyes on you. In Jesus' name. For those in this place today that are struggling, I pray, Father God, for the power of your Holy Spirit to come upon each one, to fill them anew, to lay aside every weight that would hinder them, to release forgiveness, to release uncertainty as they look to you now for what you want to do in them and through them. And we pray this in the matchless and the most awesome and holy name, of Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach. And everyone said, Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with all our latest sermons. If you would like to get connected, you can find us on Facebook at Bridge City Church. Or come along to our Sunday service at 10am. 